The last roughly year and a half has changed both business and consumer behavior in many ways, but few industries felt the impact more than healthcare. The COVID-19 pandemic demonstrated to many that health is not a luxury item. It exposed how different groups were perhaps underserved by healthcare and showed how vital some groups of people, like healthcare workers themselves, were to managing our health. In today's show, we connect with GSK, a brand at the front lines of consumer healthcare, to understand how the pandemic has changed customer behavior, which changes they expect will stick, and what the pandemic has taught us about consumer healthcare more broadly. My name is Deb Monahan. I'm the Director of Shopper Insights and Capabilities at GSK Consumer Healthcare. Um, we're very much focused on understanding uh, shoppers' needs and expectations across our categories and working with our retail partners to identify and deliver product solutions to meet our shoppers' needs. So we're very focused on the shifts in health and wellness, especially now post-pandemic, and how we need to make adjustments in our messaging, areas for new product development, and the services and solutions that we offer. I think pre-pandemic, um, as we think about shopper needs overall relative to our categories, you know, aside from more um, preventative products within vitamins, minerals, and supplements, or even as we think about pre and probiotics, for example, the majority of OTC purchases were made to treat conditions, you know, more reactive in nature. GSK Consumer Healthcare is a division of the company that focuses on everyday health products you might find at the neighborhood pharmacy or in the health aisle at the grocery store. Think things like vitamins and supplements, or the sorts of medicine you might want if you have a sore back or a minor rash or that sort of thing. Most of these products would be sold over the counter, or as Deb refers to it, OTC. And so um, help with diagnosing and treating conditions were paramount, right? Uh, shoppers were also, um, you know, interested in education and anything that could help match them with the optimal product. And so I think, you know, as we think about treating a condition in that more reactive space, also followed by ease in finding the products and at the best price. One of the impacts of the pandemic was to accelerate trends in behavior that were already well underway. Research from McKenzie showed that some technology adoption leapt ahead by five years over the span of a couple months. Video conferencing, for example, boomed, with Microsoft Teams reporting an increase of nearly 900% in the first five months of the pandemic, and Zoom reporting nearly 700% growth. And these shifts also extended into healthcare. People started looking at health and well-being in a very different way, before the pandemic, Deb says the company saw people shopping in a way that was more reactive, buying in response to a specific health need. But the pandemic pushed more proactive behaviors focused on self-care. We did see a major shift towards more pre prevention and wellness products and solutions. Uh, we saw an openness to, you know, consumers wanting to uh, wanted to explore alternative treatments. And we now say that consumers are using a broader range of solutions from diagnostics to natural solutions. They're also thinking about exercise and med meditation. 
And we're also now digging in to understand the impact as well on mental health. So not just the physical, but also the post-pandemic impact that it made on consumers' mood. The pandemic has shifted consumer health care toward prevention. And while the devastating consequences of COVID-19 are obvious, this shift toward prevention might be a silver lining since research shows that each dollar spent on OTC medicine saves the U.S. healthcare system approximately $7. That adds up to $146 billion in annual savings in the U.S. alone. So if people are actively seeking a more proactive, health-focused lifestyle, the brands and businesses providing those products need to adapt their offer too. We are taking into account this shift to more prevention-type products. So it's definitely influencing how we're going to market and thinking about new products. But we also see that our tone and messaging and visuals that we're using in some of our um, you know, shopper materials and some of our advertising is really focusing on more encouraging tones because you know, we need to understand the world around us has forever changed. And the shopper's journey has shifted and some of that more aspirational content, right, is what they're seeking. The last year and a half gave us a torrent of news, most of it negative, and people may be understandably overwhelmed. These encouraging tones that Deb's talking about cover not only more inspirational messages for those affected by the so-called infodemic, but also messages that connect with their customers on a human level, not just as consumers or shoppers. The question with all of these changes is, will they last? For all the talk of the quote, new normal, isn't it possible that as lockdowns end and as life goes back to something more closely resembling what it was before the pandemic, these shifts in behavior could also go away? Before the pandemic, research had shown that millennials see access to telehealth as an important option, and other research has shown that once patients participate in telehealth programs, they prefer its convenience. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found a 154% increase in telehealth visits in March of 2020 compared to the previous year. Now, these were the early days of the lockdown in most states, where in-person visits were discouraged. Things have opened up a lot more since. So what does the future hold? It may prove difficult to put the genie back in the bottle now that so many people have had a telehealth experience. From everything we can see now with our research and also looking at syndicated sources, we are seeing these behaviors very much sticking. We're seeing that reinforcement of people wanting to live a healthier life. They don't want to be caught off guard again, right? Very much, very many consumers felt vulnerable by, by the pandemic, that they didn't have the right solutions, the right health care uh, products for their families. And so we saw sort of a surge in these categories and just awareness of living a healthier life and being prepared for that. As we mentioned earlier, the pandemic accelerated the adoption of some technology. While the offline world of brick and mortar shopping paused, online shopping exploded 
According to IBM's retail index, the pandemic accelerated e-commerce adoption by five years. Many people turned to online shopping for the first time, with 12.2% growth for new online shoppers age 65 and up. The same goes for healthcare, where research by WSL shows nearly half of people have bought something online. Obviously, we know consumers are working, shopping, socializing, and educating themselves now in a more virtual world. Um, And as they navigate this virtual reality, their expectations for convenience and speed and personalization have accelerated. They're also seeking this seamless, frictionless living and shopping. And so we have to now, as a manufacturer and a supplier of healthcare products, as well as from our our retailer partners, have to deliver on these expectations. Um, You know, convenience and speed, right, is sort of the new value. And we also know that 65% or so um, are shopping more online than they have in the past. And so overall, we need to meet these expectations, again, with products and solutions. We are um, definitely expanding um, online offerings and solutions and really thinking about, you know, that digital shelf and how we need to create that full omni experience for for our shoppers. Deb also said that they'd seen people's in-store behaviors change too which means they and their retail partners need to rethink how to set up the store. I do think that um, in-store expectations have also shifted, right? Um, You know, we've seen and heard through some of our research that if, you know, shoppers today in store aren't doing the browsing they used to do, right? So that sea of products, and, and how we're organizing aisles today may not, may not work as we continue to address the needs of consumers um, in this post-pandemic world. So I think we need to help our customers and partner with them to reshape and rethink that store environment. There was a time when the mantra heard across the business world was, every business will be a digital business. But consultancy firm Accenture recently made a novel change to this by claiming that every business will be a health business. All firms will have to focus on health even after the coronavirus outbreak ends. We have already seen the shift even with a couple of our major retailers right, getting into the primary care business. I could see many more customers getting into the this area um, building out their clinics and, as we think about CVS with their health hub, really delivering broader solutions and building out sort of the capabilities um, with that. So I see yes from a retailer perspective. But I also think that, you know, tech companies, right, uh, are now merging and collaborating with healthcare companies to bring that a virtual experience forward. And so as we think about these sectors of the business, I I do see an expansion into other areas and their focus on healthcare. Before we let Deb go, we wanted to know if GSK had learned anything larger from the pandemic experience. Beyond the digital shift and changes in shopper behavior, was there anything else they learned that was relevant to consumer health? So aside from all of the 
COVID research and understanding what shipped from a consumer and shopper dynamic. What also was brought to light for us is the, I would say, misrepresented or underrepresented, I should say, in underserved communities. Because we understand that, you know, not being able to understand these communities in, in a bigger way. And also, as we think about the caretakers, right, the impact that COVID had on caretakers, um, these are some areas that we're now starting to dig into a bit more. GSK is looking into how to serve communities that, in their view, have been underserved by the industry. These could be caretakers, ethnic minorities, the uninsured or underinsured, low-income shoppers, or those with disabilities. And this extends not just to people with physical disabilities. There are those with mental health issues, too, many of whom might have seen their conditions exacerbated by the isolation of lockdowns and poor access to health professionals. Deb says there's a broad set of communities that GSK wants to understand better. And finally, we wanted to know what the future held. What is GSK's consumer health focusing on now? As a, a consumer, you know, healthcare company, how do we help them sort of get back to living? Um, and things won't be the same, but how can we make it easy for them to find the right solutions, help protect their families, you know, help them on their wellness journey. And so that's something that's very top of mind uh, for GSK right now is how do we help as we get back to that normal way of living? What is the right tone? What's the right messaging? What does that partnership with our customers look like? So the pandemic has made health a more salient aspect of most people's lives. We're focusing more on prevention and proactive health. We're also moving our healthcare online and spending less time browsing the stores. GSK is looking for ways to track these changes in behavior and adapt their products and services to meet those changes. They're also looking for ways to bring their products to underserved and undervalued groups and helping all their customers get back to a normal life. This episode was written, edited, and produced by Katia Pellini and me, Farrell Styers. If you want to learn more about Insights Consulting, their work with GSK, or find out more about anything you heard in this or any other episode, just go to insights-consulting.com backslash podcasts. Thanks to Jeff Haslam for editorial support. A special thanks to Deb for taking the time to talk to us. And of course, thank you for listening.